With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cupid, draw back your bow. Ow! Something came over me like a flash. It was that stupid Cupid. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard our love boat, Valentine's Cruise. If I don't hear from you on Valentine's Day, I'll be very disappointed. God is love. The Bible overflows with love. But you could call me a Valentine Grinch. I hate Valentine's Day. It comes with so many expectations superficial ideals, and a lot of pressure and disappointment. Valentine's Day paints a superficial picture of love, which is not the reality for so many people. There are always exceptions, hallelujah, but this is a confusing and painful day for so many. Hello, Weirdos! I'm Taryn Marlar. Welcome to The Church of the Undead. If you listen to my podcast, Weird Darkness, then you, just like me, love creepy stuff. Stories about ghosts, unsolved mysteries, unexplained disappearances, true crime, aliens, cryptids, etc. Well, at the same time, I also love God, and sometimes my love for God and my love for the macabre interact or even collide, and that's why I created the Church of the Undead podcast. This is also a place where I can share episodes not related to Weird Darkness, which are relevant to those who suffer with depression, need some encouragement, or for those who love or are just curious about the God of the Bible. It doesn't matter if you're a weirdo in Christ or just a weirdo, everybody's welcome here at the Church of the Undead. And I use the word undead because, as Romans 6 verse 11 says, in the same way count yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Full disclosure here, I might use the term pastor because I have branded this feature as a church, but I do not have a theology degree, nor did I ever go to Bible college. I'm just a guy who gave his life to Christ in 1989 and has tried to walk the walk ever since, and has stumbled a lot along the way. Because, well, like everybody else, I'm an imperfect, heavily flawed human being. So please don't take what I say as gospel. Dig into God's Word yourself for confirmation inspiration, and revelation. That being said, welcome to the Church of the Undead. If you're with somebody who yells, hits, ignores you, or is addicted to pornography, Valentine's Day gifts make insufficient amends. 
flowers, chocolate, jewelry, a nice meal to say sorry for being abusive, self-absorbed, addicted, or generally disinterested. The recipient tries to smile, but the smile belies anxiety. Renewed disinterest, violence, or deception awaits. Ephesians 5 verse 6, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Maybe every Valentine's Day your spouse promises that the abuse will stop, or the overspending is finished. Romance disguises reality, as though cupids and hearts can magically lend substance where there is none. Abuse and manipulation, wrapped in red tissue paper, cannot ever really pass for acts of true love. The Apostle John assures us there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. 1 John 4, verses 18 through 20. Burdening someone with shame and fear, that's not love. That's hateful. That's what happens when you're made to feel guilty for not being grateful for candy and flowers from a negligent, abusive, or disingenuous partner. Accepting this arrangement without comment, that's not loving either. I know it's hard, even if there's no perceived risk of physical violence. You feel ungrateful and demanding, and the other party knows exactly how to restore feelings of guilt and confusion. It's painful but more loving to confront sin more loving to provide a chance for somebody to own sin and repent to grow in Christ, more loving to create boundaries and enforce them so your kids can see what it looks like and to do the same in their relationships. This is sacrificial love. Christ's love was not dressed up prettily in red, white, and pink. Well, it was cloaked in red, in his blood. Don't try to do this alone. Seek wise and godly help. On the other hand, the giver might also feel some pressure. If he doesn't bring home flowers, is he going to sleep on the couch that night? If she didn't spend enough money on his gift, is he going to pout about it? It's also possible for a recipient to show poor grace. I get it. We want to feel known. If you're lactose intolerant and your wife buys you milk chocolate, you probably will think, what the heck is wrong with you? Or when a wife dislikes expensive gestures, and then you spend $100 on earrings, she might say, you never listen. But some recipients are impossible to please no matter what, and the gift giver is always scrambling to keep up with ever-changing expectations. In the book of Exodus, chapter 5, the Israelites were so good at meeting their quota for bricks that Pharaoh, rather than being pleased at their work, increased their burden. A spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend who does that same thing is a taskmaster. Love should never look or feel like slavery. Do you feel trapped, insufficient, stupid, or fearful in your relationship? You need to speak up. If this is an unsafe situation, involve at least one other supportive and trustworthy person, perhaps a pastor or your father or big brother. Confront this loved one firmly, but mercifully. If the situation is safe, then consider talking with your partner before Valentine's Day. Pressure and anxiety 
are only symptoms of a day-to-day problem, which needs a resolution to the glory of God. A helper is still advisable to give you support and fortify your perspective. The other person is so good at redirecting your attention and reversing responsibility. Confronting the problem is obedient. The Lord doesn't want us in deep friendships or marriages with people who habitually make empty promises without conviction of sin, repentance, and genuine heart change. These people will drag their partners into a dark place. Ephesians 5, verses 7-10 through 10. Do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. We can't please God if we're allowing a deceiver to shape our choices. Capitulation is a form of avoidance, understandable if you're afraid, but loving well has everything to do with obedience to the Lord and will lead to courageous confrontation. This may nurture your earthly relationship, but it will certainly strengthen your relationship with and reliance on God. There's an opportunity here for growth in Christ, to see what beauty He can make out of your courage and faith. Here are a few adjectives to help you recognize burdensome love. First, transactional. In return for a gift, the giver expects praise. He or she also expects you to overlook sin, or you're expected to repay a gift with a sexual act, or obedience, or money, turning a blind eye to their sin, and even complicity in his or her sin. Controlling. You feel like you didn't deserve the flowers he bought you, and he makes that clear. Shaming you helps him to control you. Sometimes you want to break free, but it's as though you're trapped. Who else would have you, anyway? Your identity is distorted. Exhausting. Nothing you do is enough. Trying to please this person, or at least not arouse her anger, consumes your thoughts. You don't have time to pray or for fellowship. Disinterested. The giver's just not paying attention to what you say. You don't like pink? You love butterflies, but cats scare you? Perfume makes you sneeze? He still gives you a pink bottle of perfume or a stuffed animal cat. Violent. I mean emotionally as well as physically and sexually. Love doesn't call names. It doesn't withhold affection or go silent for hours or days. And love certainly never lashes out with a slap or a punch. Love doesn't read your mail or your texts. And love doesn't tell you which friends you're allowed to see. Real gospel love patiently learns how to serve the other person, and with two people mutually doing this, the bond tightens. They're both doing the same thing, so each one is being served by the other in God-honoring ways. Gospel love is on display all the time. It's not been perfected yet, but you don't have to wait a full year to see the signs. A healthy union reflects the truth that God's grace for us is a gift. There's no possibility that we can pay Christ back for His shed blood, but we're not ashamed if we remember that He did this because He loves us and so that we can be with Him eternally. He gave His life for the joy that was set before Him and endured the cross, despising the shame. Hebrews 12, verse 2. Gospel love is joyous. In love, we walk each other to the cross. 
Even in a romantic relationship, we are all brothers and sisters in Christ first. We're all Christ's people before we are each other's. And even then, we don't belong to our spouse. That is a slave-master relationship, and that's not love. We're aiming to reflect all the facets of love all the time because we're aiming to love like Jesus. We try to be as loving as Jesus by observing how He loved and practicing daily by praying for direction in a soft heart. This love is a work in progress. Whoever says he abides in Him ought to walk in the same way in which He walked. 1 John 2, verse 6. With couples who really get it, their joy spills over onto others. They've got plenty of love to go around. Now, I know some of you might be saying, lighten up, Valentine's Day is just a bit of fun. And, you know, for Christians, the most loving day of the year isn't Valentine's Day. It's Good Friday. When Christ laid down His life for us, that's how much He loved us. For Christians, February 14th is more like Mild Fondness Day by comparison. My closest friends are going to send me heart emojis on Valentine's Day. I know it, just to mess with me. They might also show love by sending sentimental greeting cards because, well, I need scrap paper for writing my weekly to-do list. For February 15th, the number one notion in my mind is going to be, hey, now's the time to buy some cheap Valentine's chocolate. And well, because I love my friends and family, I'll share. Why should I love you any more in the middle of February than I would on, say, August 21st? You know I mean, to me, every day with you is Valentine's Day. So in other words, you forgot to buy me a card. Here's what I'm saying. This episode of Church of the Undead was adapted from the article How to Love More Than Just on Valentine's Day by Candace Lucy, posted at Crosswalk.com. If you like what you heard, Share this episode with others who you think might also like it. Maybe the person you share it with will want to become a weirdo, too. You can find a link to the original source that I used for this message in the show notes. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find all of my social media, postal address, and other contact info at WeirdDarkness.com. That's also where you can find the daily Weird Darkness podcast if you like creepy true stories of the paranormal, unexplained, true crime, and all things strange and macabre. I'm Darren Marlar. Thanks for joining me, weirdos, and until next time, Jesus loves you, and so do I. God bless. Boy, I hate Valentine's Day. You know how many cards I got last year? One from my mom, one from my shrink. Roses are red. Childhood is bleak. You could use therapy six days a week. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cute coming from a therapist. That was from my mother. <laughs>